0: welcome everyone this is the chat footy podcast i'm chris phelps and i'm going to pass you over to my good friend ben
1: hey how you doing guys how you doing chris
0: but, mate, And uh, I have to apologise, actually, because in the last episode, I called you Mr. Ben, which is obviously, <laughs> it wasn't being disrespectful, but Dave thought it was absolutely hilarious. And you nearly got your own intro music because, obviously, we know each other through Dave as the podcast and stuff, and we spoke on social media, and I'm used to listening to your voices. I'm probably sure you are with mine on the podcast, but I don't actually know your second name. So when it started, I was like, uh, Mr. Ben. <laughs> so apologies, mate. It wasn't... uh being no, disrespectful, but Dave no, thought he
1: was going to be totally hilarious. So, uh, he got the music in there for Mr. Ben, so that can't be a, something good came out of it.
0: Oh, did he? I've not listened to yeah, it, yeah. Back, right?
1: <laughs> right, he did two versions, one with the Mr. Ben music. So, I don't know if he's put both of them out there.
0: Oh, well, I'm sure
1: if he's winning one of the leagues somewhere, we're going to have his own
0: um, yeah. tagline, aren't we? <laughs> but yeah, as you can tell, Dave isn't with us tonight. He's over in Belgium again working. I'm not sure whether he's just hiding after what's just happened, Um <laughs> because I'm sure there's plenty of people around him quite happy yeah. wherever he's working. But yeah, well, I think... I was—we were—we were just saying before we started. I was—I was hoping we'd be starting by reveling in the Germans, but I don't think we can, Ben. Not, not yet. Anyway, let, let's talk about what you think about what you've just seen, mate.
1: Well, I kind of—I've just a bit—I felt a bit bemused by it all. It's kind of—I was watching it, and I've got—I feel ashamed to say I got a bit sucked into that. Ah, you know, I'm not bothered. We've lost because we've got—we're in the better part of the draw, which is a load of nonsense, really. I think. All day yesterday, I was saying in the office to the guys, I you know, don't want to play Colombia. Out of all the teams in that group, I'd rather play Japan. And that was yeah. before that was before Japan had even qualified. So for me to turn around now and go, oh yeah, I'm really happy we're playing Colombia because we might play Switzerland or Sweden. It's a load of nonsense. And I think we'll run the risk of losing in the next round and just looking ridiculous. So uh, I don't think Belgium wanted to win the game. I yeah, think when, when Gord Martinez... He did that weird. I don't know what he was doing. He thought he was some sort of rapper. <laughs> um, I yeah. don't know what he was doing there, but you could tell he wasn't enthusiastic about it at all. I mean, the players were, and I, it looked, I mean, to be fair, I thought both sets of players looked like they wanted to win, but I thought Belgium looked like they wanted to win more than we did, to be fair. Yeah. That was my impression. I thought we didn't bust much of a gut, especially in the second half, although we had a couple of chances. But, The thing for me is that if some of those players were auditioning to push for a place in the first team, I thought so many of them were poor. I thought Danny Rose played well, and I would have him ahead of Ashley Young in the next game. But I thought Eric Dye was really poor. I thought Phil Jones was shocking. I I was just alarmed at how comfortable Belgium were in midfield. I thought we had nothing in midfield. We didn't look cultured. We didn't look creative, apart from Loftus-Cheek. I didn't see a lot of creativity. We just didn't look like we were really going to make anything happen, and it was—it's a bit of a setback. And I think we had the feel-good factor seems to have gone a little bit for me. But it's up to the players to get it back in it in the next round. I don't know if you Mm. felt similar to that, but
0: yeah, honestly, Ben, I I think you've you've just hit the nail on the head. And I'm, I'm sure, obviously, we we had Matt, me and myself, and you have got a little WhatsApp group going with Dave, and we all thought the same thing: please don't pull. The typical England manager joker card, where the arrogance comes out, trying to play for results that may or may not happen in front of you. Yes, we've qualified, fantastic. The fact that we've not had to go through the usual rigmarole of England losing the first game, drawing, and having to win and scraping through, like which usually yeah. happens, or you know, it's usually around four points that we get and we scrape through in these big tournaments. So, in that respect, fantastic. And there's someone here, as I said in the last episode, who is a non-believer. In England national team since about two thousand six, he's you know I'm talking to someone like yourself, put, I an absolute put, 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 put heart on the sleeve. I remember Gaza crying in nineteen ninety. Well, I remember winning a medal at school and wanting to send it him because he did, you know because <laughs> I know it's pathetic, but like when you were ten years or eleven years old, Gaza even though he didn't play for United, he's an absolute hero. Of mine, I still is yeah. to this day. I love Gaza. Yeah. I just watched him just now on Twitter with his shirt off, posing there. You know I absolutely <laughs> love Gaza and, and it, I loved England. I loved all that the, the quality of and. I just thought Southgate was starting to make me a believer again, thinking, you know what? He's doing, like we said in the last podcast, he's doing everything. And it's only one game and we're not out. But momentum is momentum. And yeah, the second string is worth of players are not good enough. And like we messaged me and you, and like I am, you know, I am not biased one bit. Phil Jones is absolutely awful. He's an absolute calamity, he's so stiff he can't pass the ball, he's just yeah. useless and his positioning is terrible and alright, yeah, he'll run through a brick wall but usually he's having to run through a brick wall because he's the one who's, who's knocked <laughs> him down in the first place because he made such stupid mistakes so it's like he's not a John Terry, whatever everyone thinks of John Terry, I know obviously we ridiculed him for years for Moscow and that John Terry was a great defender for Chelsea and England and he's not fit to lace his boots and I shudder when Fergie said he was Duncan Edwards' replacement and Duncan Edwards' midfielder. And it's like, it's absolute nonsense. I mean, I know coaches at Old Trafford who've said that they do a lot of these tests, like um, intelligence tests for footballers, you know, like for when they sign and stuff. And Phil Jones has got got the footballing level of like a 12, 13-year-old lad. (laughs) I'm not joking, Ben, honestly, I'm being deadly, deadly serious. And he said he's so far behind. Uh, uh, football-wise, brain-wise, it's unbelievable that he's even playing for for a Premiership team. But I've proper gone in on him now. My proper blinkered uh, red-tinted glasses have come on. But but genuinely, I don't get Eric Dyer at all. He's this big thing wow. that everyone's after. We you know he he learnt his craft in Germany. He looks terrible. He's no Owen Hargreaves. Owen Hargreaves was a great player, uh, and he was a great defensive midfield until he got injured and he played well at hours and, and obviously when he went to City he wasn't the same player but he was such a good player for a few years and we haven't got that and like I said to you too you know he's got Pep there has turned Dingy into um, a world-class left-back Delf. and tonight he just looked like an average midfielder play for Aston Villa again it's like you're not good enough you know and, and that's not just then there's a few other players like Rashford was just I don't know whether he took, took some sort of a uh, dinghy there, but that miss was awful, there's no way it was actually harder to miss it than it was to score, and yeah. and, and like you said, you're questioning then, thinking have they done this on purpose, I mean the fact that Yanazai scored, who, who was one of the worst players we had at Old Trafford he got the gig shirt when he retired after about five games as David alluded to in our messages and again, if he's scoring wonder goals like that, you've got issues and I just think it's an absolute chance wasted to get the nation properly, a hundred percent behind the team, because the next game now we could be out, and what is the point of resting all them players?
1: Yep, I mean, no, exactly. And uh, Colombia going into it with a bit of momentum because they've they've won the last game, well, last two games, uh, and we're going into it thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're almost not, we're almost avoiding this game and thinking, well, we might play Switzerland or Sweden. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. We've got to play a damn good side. I mean, I've been really impressed by them. Um, And I think if they hadn't had that red card in the first game, they'd have beaten Japan easily. Um, So I think, yeah, it's a dangerous game. And I just, I do do feel pretty disappointed, to be honest. That's my overriding emotion.
0: And just
1: just how how we played, it was just so... It was just not a full-throttle performance. It really wasn't. And like you said, if Southgate really wanted to win that group, he'd have picked, he'd have made maybe two or three changes. Okay, yeah. maybe rest play and play Vardy, but he wouldn't have made every all those other changes, which just took all the sort of flow that we'd built up out of the, the whole performance, I thought. Um, no, I agree.
0: And I, th- I think the only positive is what you said, Danny Rose. I'm, I'm not a fan of Ashley Young on the left at all. No, for I'm a- not either. Country because he does the same thing, yet he can deliver a ball on a sixpence when he wants to, but sometimes you've got to get down that wing and cross the ball and just mix it up, because you know, with someone as generic as that, they're not going to do anything, they're very rarely going to go down the the outside, and if they do, the crosses are going to be terrible, so I think Danny Rose should play, and I like Danny Rose anyway, I think he's a great... left back, he's he was like the natural successor for Ashley Cole a couple of years ago. So yep. I, I have no issue with that, Ben. I totally agree. And I thought he had a great game. But other than that, there was nothing to write home about. And I'm genuinely concerned with Pickford.
1: I think there's a mistake yep. there at some point. I really do. Yeah, when Gary Neville called him out at half-time, I watched the analysis at half-time. I don't normally, but uh, I thought I would because I quite like Gary Neville and what he's got to say. And he basically said, yeah, not convinced by him at all. Um But then who else do you play if you don't play him? I think he also punched Merton's shot out, which didn't really go where he probably wanted it to go. He just sort of fisted it, straight back into the danger area. Yeah, he just looks a bit, I don't know, a little bit of a worry for me. Um, But who do you play? Haven't you played Butland? I don't think Butland's had a great season. I probably wouldn't want him in the team. Nick Pope's completely untried at that level. So I suppose you've got to stick with him, but I mean, the other plus I thought was Harry Maguire. I think he's had a great tournament, and he looks—he just looks really composed. And I think he brings a bit of calmness to the team. And he he had a nice little cameo when he came on. But you know, if you've played in the first two games, you know you're going to be in the next game because all the players today, apart from Danny Rose, didn't stake a claim at all. Even Rashford didn't. Vardy didn't. You know, Fabian Delph I thought was bang average as well. I don't—I don't think he's England class. I really don't. No, I think he's. in there because he's played a few games for Man City and that's it. Um and he's certainly and he's not even played for Man City in midfield really, he's played left back. And he's playing in midfield for England. I find that a bit bizarre. Loftus cheek, I think, has he's been all right, but I think he's he flattered to deceive today. I didn't think he I thought he was a bit wasteful. So it's was just a bit it's one of those you get a few injuries and you're like, well there's not a lot there really in terms of are they going to step up and have the same performance level as the team that's played the first two games. So It's not all doom and gloom, we're through, great, and there could be harder games in Colombia, and they might not have Rodriguez because he went off today, which would be a bonus, but it'd be a tough game, I've been pretty impressed by them, they play some really good attacking football, and their front four, if Rodriguez is fit, are pretty tasty, so we're going to have to be bang on it, but then you know we'll give them some problems going the other way, but... um, yeah, just need to let it settle, I think, the next few days and try and get a bit of positivity back. No, I agree. And I think I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head with Pickford
0: there. He's, he's, he seems to be like a war of attrition because he's the only actual English keeper other than Joe Hart. who's Obviously, Joe Hart's had a terrible season, not just because he's playing for West Ham, but he's made some really bad mistakes that he never would have made a couple of years ago. Obviously, yeah. irrespective of him not playing in a world-class team, he's still got to do the bread and butter stuff. You know, I know there's a few games this season where it could have been six or seven for West Ham and he's made it look respectable, say like 3-0 or 3-1 or whatever. And he's had some world-class thingies. Now, I personally think Joe Hart is the best keeper in England, but that's not saying much because he's he's just a totally void of confidence. I think technically he is because of the level he's played at and he's got experience, but he doesn't deserve to go. But Pickford, for me, I, I, I was shocked, Ben. And like I say, because I don't follow England like I used to, and I'm a bit of a fair-weather fan at the moment. When I saw him in net in that first game, I was quite shocked thinking, why is he in net? You know, because I'd seen him as just sort of like a little kid. I've, I've not been, I said, it, I said it, I said it the other day, but he's, he, he's not impressed me when we've played against him, as he might, you know, obviously United. But when I've seen him on telly, I, I can't, I've not picked up the paper and people have gone, Jordan Pickford's absolutely world-class and Everton have won yeah. 1-0 because he's made like, you know, he's save after save. I, he, I've never got that thing where, as I know, with Joe Hart, pains me to say it, but Joe Hart, for City at one point, was just winning them games, wasn't
1: he? He was. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And it's a shame he's declined so badly, because he's still only, what, 31, 32? He's still young for a keeper. But, I mean, maybe he could have gone in the squad, I suppose, as third choice. I I think he'd have been up for it, because he just seems like the sort of guy who'd be good to have around the place. Uh, he's got experience, so maybe it wouldn't have been a bad thing to take him. And I think he would have gone, because he seems pretty passionate about playing for England. But would you bring him back? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, think that boat, I think that boat sailed. But Pickford's young and he'll improve. But, yeah, it was a bit alarming, his performance today. Not, not massively, but there were things in there. And I thought, oh, that didn't look too clever.
0: No, I don't know what it is with... Um... Left footed goalkeeper, maybe it's going back to when we had Bosnich play for us and he was absolutely terrible at kicking the ball out, but I'm never confident with someone with a left foot keeper. I don't know why. Uh, I think Bartes was the only one I've ever seen who could actually hit proper oh, crack. Had a good
1: look. Who you used to have? Oh, Dudek. Yeah, we had Dudek. Dudek, to be fair, was not bad with his feet and Bartes was good. Yeah, It's weird, it's weird isn't it? Because for an outfield player, it's always, oh, he's got a sweet left foot. But goalkeeper, it just looks a bit a bit different doesn't it I don't know why
0: yeah he's weird isn't it I don't know if it's just perception but he, he always look a bit clumsy like they haven't got the power in the, in the left foot to give it a crack or something but yeah. but yeah I agree I think it's just one of them we'll just have to move on and try and be positive I just think Southgate's just made an absolute cock up and he should have just exactly what you said maybe take Vardy off because Kane's the most important player in that team without a doubt um, I don't know it's just weird Weird. Um, I just—it was just like a testimony. It was like watching yeah, when right. you get these random games. Like so you know, when the start of the season starts, and you—you um, you get two games into the Premiership, and then there's that stupid international break, which just <laughs> ruins everything. And then they're playing yeah, someone like Slovenia at Wembley for absolutely nothing. You know, other than other than the Cockneys going down there and actually. Yeah. I know you were well, saying that you're from, you're from London, I am, are you? I'm, not, I'm a Midlander, I'm not from London. Oh, you're Midland. Midland? Oh, you're know. right, like, well, no, I can I say I'm this. There, from but, but from London. The ones who are really patriotic will go to yeah. um, watch them games down at Wembley and stuff, but, but you'll never see people up here. And I watch them, I and I might watch like 10 minutes, and then it's like, yeah, if I can go on my Xbox or I watch someone on YouTube, because you just know... It's a it's a non-committal testing formation, and that's what it felt like. It just felt like a bit of a, a random international, just shoehorned in. I don't know. It's just it's a I mean, shame. It's
1: a shame, really. Funny enough, we've been to because I take my lad to some of the England games because you get really cheap tickets for the friendlies. It's like thirty-five quid for the pair of us. It's kind of a no-brainer, you know. You get oh, to watch the game, but it reminded me of one of those friendlies where it's the pace is a lot slower. There's nobody really steaming into tackles. It's you know very light. It's a quite a light game in terms of it, the intensity. And that's exactly what it was like tonight. There was no, they weren't going full throttle by any stretch. No way. No. And the rather, I didn't even notice the ref. That's probably out. There were a few free kicks, but the ref was. There's was no controversy, was there? There's was no VAR. There was just nothing because neither team was really massively hundred percent blood and thunder going for it. So yeah, yeah. Weird, weird one to watch. And I, I suppose veering. it. Like Sorry, I said, but... I, like I said I kept veering between. Oh, yeah, I really want us to score and get the draw and win the game or whatever. Then, was, but then I kept getting sucked into that. oh, but we'll have an easier quarterfinal, which is ludicrous. And I've just been. Re- I must have been reading too much media today. I think because I feel a bit bad that I was thinking that because it shouldn't be. It should be no. Let's just get through play Japan because on paper that's the easiest game. Get to the quarters, and who cares if you play Brazil? They've not been amazing. So what is there to fear? We're playing well, you've got the momentum, we could give them a game, but now it's kind of like a bit of doubt. Well, you know, what happens if we play Switzerland and lose to them? It's just embarrassing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, then and, and yeah, I think you're right. I think I just think it's just left a bit of a bitter taste yep. for no reason other than Southgate thinking and maybe this is us giving Southgate too much praise, if I'm being honest. Maybe we've been a bit naive, we've won two games. And we sort of, you know, obviously, I know Panama are absolute jokers, but you know, you, you, you've won two games, you've gone through, and it's like, it's, it? Maybe we, we, you know, we are punching above our weight. Maybe let's let's be a bit more real here and think. Well, maybe Southgate is that Middlesbrough manager that, like you mentioned in the last podcast, he is just an average. I don't know, and I know it sounds bad because we were sort of singing his praises, and that's like been a proper turncoat in the space of one game, but. I don't, any manager, even if it's at club level, if, if you've got your best team there, just play your best team. I just don't get this thing where yeah. squad rotation and that. They play less games now, they're fitter now. I know we've got all this sports science nonsense and all that stuff. And yeah, it does work, the recovery, but it's like, come on. I remember a couple of years ago, United, I mean, I know we absolutely, sorry about Phil Jones, he's absolutely terrible. But United had a couple of big games coming up. Um, and I remember Van Gaal not playing it. And he was like, "Is he injured? No, no, he's in his red zone, so we're not playing him." But we ended up playing Carrick at the back, and I think we got beaten one of the games. And it's like, but he's a centre back. If he's injured and he goes off injured, then fair enough. But just because you pick him a red zone, it's like doesn't mean anything. It's, it's just like nonsense, yeah. you know. Like the, it, it, the technology is great, and I do like the VAR, which we'll get to in a minute. Hopefully, just cheer ourselves up with the <laughs> Germany game, but. Um, I just think that side of it, you're losing that sort of
1: connection sometimes where it's just yeah, gone, you know what I mean? So, And, and the other thing as well, I mean, the next game's on Tuesdays. So it's five days away. In a, in, a, you know, in a normal football season, if you're in the Champions League and the Premier League, you've got five days between a game, you'll pretty much play your strongest team, say, for the midweek Champions League game. Then you'll play your, if you're playing at home, especially afterwards, you'll play, it's what Jurgen Klopp does, you'll play a strong team. He's like, well, we've got five days to recover. I don't need to rest a lot of players. And if that's the reason that he's rested all those players, I just think that's a bit of a bit of a farce because um, they've got plenty of time to recover. Okay, well, you could you could get an injury, but you could get an injury in training. You know, you could fall off your bike riding to training. You know, anything could happen. Um, yeah. the you know, in interview a couple of days ago, he kind of said, oh, you know, I've got to think about maybe making a couple of changes. So he sort of hinted he might make a couple of changes. But to make eight, I found pretty pretty crazy and i'm even even martinez before the game said oh, i don't the priority is not to win the game which i found quite astonishing for a manager to say that but that shows where his priorities were, were lying as well so i think it must have crept into southgate's thinking it must have done
0: and to be fair, let's let's break it down as well. Martinez, he's a very average manager. So you've got him and Southgate, both average managers. Maybe we are just getting a bit too deluded thinking England are going to do something. Because Belgium, with him in charge, he's took teams down. I know he won the FA Cup against City, but he took Wigan down that season. So he's not exactly a fantastic manager.
1: No, and I think if you've got if you've got the squad he's got a Belgium, I think, Neil, you could go in there and do an half-decent job. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> got, look at the talent he's got. It's, it's ridiculous. So... Yeah, I'll, there's definitely I'll definitely agree with you there.
0: No, no, right. Well, let's let's draw a line under that, Ben. We'll do the predictions, obviously, at the end. But yep. let's do something a bit more cheery. The Germans.
1: <laughs> now, what was your analysis of that yesterday? Because I'm going to like this section. We had. Uh, well, I was at work, and we probably had about 15 people in the office, I reckon. And uh, I was sort of following it on the BBC feed. And when it got it got to sort of an hour, and I thought, oh, I might just stick it on, you know, while I was working. And then yeah. everybody else around the office started doing the same, and then you could just tell there was this sort of there was this little frisson of sort of electricity that oh, Germans are really struggling. This everybody started sticking it on their laptops. So in the end, I I put it up on my one of my big screens. I had about five people gathered around my desk, so everybody around the office was watching it. And then when it was weird because people were watching it in. Uh, Staggered time. So the MD was in the office and he sits with us all and he had it on. And South Korea scored first on his machine because we were all about a minute behind. So he starts <laughs> cheering. And we're like, oh, and he's going, South Korea have scored. And we're like, no, they haven't. And then, of course, then it came through on ours and we were sort of cheering. Then we had the windows open and some bloke about three stories down on the street, you just heard this massive roar. And we thought, that's got to be Germany letting a goal in or something. And then, of course, it was a second goal going in. You could see through the windows the, to the office, opposite office. Yeah. There's an alleyway. And there's an op, op, office opposite. They're doing the same. They're all covered around their monitors watching it. You could see arms going in the air and everything. So it was just this mad, mass sort of sort celebration of Germany going out. And it was just incredible. I just, I mean, what are the odds on that? Couldn't. I never thought South Korea. When we, we saw the, what did we put in our predictions? I put 4-0, I think, to Germany. Um, I'll tell you now. Let's have a look. Um
0: can we go in here? Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. Oh, yeah, South Korea. Dave had 2-0. Uh, I, I had 4. Oh, you had 4. You no, know, you had 4 and I had 2. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, so you, you were right. So we had no way thought...
1: No, no. Fair play to Korea, though. Nothing to play for. I thought they were brilliant. And uh, really, the great scenes as well.
0: Oh, yeah, it was absolutely
1: fantastic. And Neuer playing in midfield, left wing. That was just comical. Oh, you know what, though? I mean, I know I've, I've mentioned a few times
0: today, so apologies to you, Dave and everyone else. i mentioned United a few times today, and not on purpose because Dave's not here, because obviously, you know, you guys are both Liverpool fans. But there was a time when Barters used to do that for us. <laughs> and but I love Bartosz when we got him, and he went to the wealth too many times, and, and he kept trying to nutmeg people, sweeper keeper. <laughs> and I remember it getting done by Henri at a hybrid. And then I think Di Canio did him in the FA Cup once where he stood up pretending he was offside, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah, that's right,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And Neuer yeah, had it. broke up the play so many times yesterday that I, I don't like him anyway. Not because I think De Gea is better or anything, but there's nothing to do with that. I just think it's just that arrogance and that yeah. sort of... Yeah. He's like a hybrid of Peter Schmeichel and, and you know, a bit like a Bartes with but he just pops up for nowhere didn't he on the inside left he like that's ended up hilarious. on the midfield and that guy just thought well forget this I'm just giving it a blast and then the Germans the cheeky I won't swear cheeky so-and-sos which were going
1: VAR and it's like Sun was in his own half on the ball and oh, over the cool. top and amazing I had no problem with him coming up I just I thought why has he not gone up front why is he playing on the left wing that's what I didn't <laughs> get so yeah. I get him up front the ball in but he playing left midfield it was bizarre but yeah total humiliation and delighted for Mexico going through because they've played some great football. Um, and Sweden just never would have thought that result would have happened because they, they just look quite a laboured, functional, pretty dull team. But to pull that result out, fair play to them. So, uh, yeah, absolutely amazing
0: that they're out. I, I did actually say I think Sweden... I got I had Sweden down for a win, but I didn't have the yeah, right score. You said that and I just thought, nah. I said, yeah. didn't think I don't think Mexico are all that if I'm being honest and I thought they peaked a bit early but I'm not saying they're not going to do well in the next round but they just looked a bit tired against Sweden from what. because yeah. I was flicking between ch- I just had a feeling but one thing I love though and we've got to say this I, I know everyone's slating it and stuff Ben I absolutely love VAR I know it's going to come back to haunt me in one of the England games coming up or the, or the next England game maybe if they go out but I love the fact that in a normal game, you see that all the time where the goal's not given and teams have lost and everything and that goal was a legitimate goal and it yeah. took, I know it took a bit but it was the fact that everyone was saying, it's a goal I couldn't wait to see the faces. I mean, I absolutely couldn't wait to see the German faces and it was absolutely brilliant TV. It was like watching a soap or a, a yeah. film or something, the build-up and the, I, th- I thought it was great. I, I did on I really like VAR, I must admit. I just think it needs to be a bit quicker but that
1: build-up was brilliant. I agree, yeah. I, I agree. I think it's still still in its infancy, isn't it? And it will speed up and get better. I think the thing that does my head in is all is all the and they've got to stamp down on it right now. All the players doing the TV screen gestures and yeah, all this it's just got it out of control. Because a few years ago they brought this respect thing in about not haranguing refs and all this, and it's just gone back to what it used to be like. And the refs have just got to start flashing yellow cards and saying they've got to do some directive and say. And he, it's like when a player waves an imaginary yellow card—that does my head in.
0: Yeah, but that's terrible. A with the
1: VAR, as soon as a player starts doing that or a manager, they get a booking. They do it again, send them off because it's you can't have it. It's just—and it, I thought the like the Iran Portugal game was terrible for it, and the players cheating, trying to get people sent off—and it left a bit of a nasty taste. Hopefully that was a one-off because I've not really seen any other games like that. But you're right, that decision would have been chalked off. Yeah, it brilliant! It was a brilliant use of it, and I think once they speed it up and you know cut out a few of the the crappy things about it, I think it'll be a really really good addition. Are they doing it in the Premier League next year? I don't even know.
0: No, I, I asked Dave the other week. I think I don't think you're on the episode, and I said to Dave, "Is it in the Premiership?" Because I, I think it'd be great TV. But he said no. He thinks it's the season after. Yeah, yeah, I think he might be right. Actually. I think he's right. To be fair, but but one thing I would say though, Ben, if they're going to do it, just this is just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm correct, but. I think it might be something that they have to have a chat with, with maybe the captains or something. And the captains is the one who says, like, you know, as a word because like you say, you can't have this mob mentality because all that's going to happen is the referees are going to absolutely just bottle it. I'll tell you who isn't going to bottle it, though, and will absolutely revel in it in the premiership is Mike Dean. You know that guy. Oh, my word. He's going to have his own signs and everything, the way he does it and stuff, he's going to be yeah, so dramatic. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, that guy, he's great when he's not reffing against my team or your yeah. team, but when you watch him, it's like, oh my, God, how does he get away with some of the stuff? Yeah. So he will absolutely, like Jeff Winter used to be the same, love the
1: attention and he'll be exactly the same. And to be fair, if anybody needs a bit of help with some of his decision-making, it's him because some of the decisions he made last season were just absolutely <laughs> yeah. astonishing. Yeah, it's just pooted <laughs> as well. It was not a one-off; it was just constant. I've never read any any tweets as much about a ref as him. People just tweeting about <laughs> oh, Mike and all this because he is just he's he's ridiculous. I, I love so ridiculous. I love that goal for Tottenham though when he runs
0: off with him. like he scored it. You oh, know that goodness. that that video I and mean. he he runs through his arms sort yeah. of. Not above his head, but sort of above, like, his ear level, does not he?
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ace. I mean, I know we used to get it all the time, didn't we, with uh, Howard Webb, with, yeah. like, United and stuff. And you'd have him with the shirt. Because it's a video, isn't it, where we score a goal yeah. of a pitch. And he's laughing with all the players, isn't he? But I don't know yeah. why, <laughs> <laughs> It's a proper, a proper um, name, isn't it? You know, it's a proper, like, uh, I'm sorry, I nearly swore there. It's a proper joke, but... But yeah, we'll see how it goes, Ben. I, I totally agree with you. I think it, it'll it get speeded up and it may end up a bit like rugby where the captains are the only ones who can speak to the... we um, have got
1: to do something about that side of it, definitely.
0: Oh, that's a good call, that's like, a good call. Would well, you want to um, go into some of the predictions then, Ben? I haven't got Dave's yet for the next few games, but I've okay. got, obviously... We're I mean, um, not we? Right. Are we doing all court every game? Um, no, I've got... I'll tell you what we'll do... Uh, Dave's put up the next five games because obviously England don't play till Tuesday. So we'll have another episode, won't we? Um, yeah. Before then. So we're going for the 30th and the first. Now I think obviously we will probably be doing a podcast on Saturday, but I'm not sure whether we're going to do it Sunday. I'm not, I'm not too sure how we're going to space it because I know myself and Dave have got a, a bit of a comics one on Saturday. So that's, it might be a double whammy. So I'm not sure. But anyway, so first one, mate is France v Argentina.
1: Oh, do you know what? I think this is really tough to call. Oh, I'm going to say one all, and somebody will win on penalties. One all. Yeah. I think presume so. you just do ninety-minute scores. Yeah. I'll tell
0: you. In fact, Dave has put the the game in uh, for that one. He's put uh, one 0 to uh, France.
1: Yeah, I think. I don't. Yeah, I think the only way Argentina will get through is on penalties. But you never know. But yeah, I think one all. Who do you think will win on penalties then? Probably France. Yeah, France. I am not let me put that in. I'm just, I'll am just i put it 18, in. 18-17.
0: <laughs> Sorry, the manager's taking one as well. <laughs> good call, good call. I, I've, gone, I've gone 3-1. I, I don't I've mean, think Argentina have got anything in them. I think France no, are going
1: yeah, I know what you mean. But then France have been so disappointing as well.
0: Yeah, but I think man for man, France as a team are playing a bit more as a team yeah. than, than Argentina. But, you know, we'll see. Um, it's,
1: in, it's in the Argentina coach where he's asking Messi who he should put on. Oh, it's ridiculous. And then,
0: and then he, won't, he didn't bring Aguero on, did he? Because Aguero yeah. got the... When he, apparently...
1: No, man. That's just well,
0: unbelievable. Exactly. What someone telling us at work today, that when Aguero scored the other day, the only one he didn't go to him was, was Messi. And yeah. it's like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I believe he does that at Barcelona. It's absolutely awful, that. Like, awful. Um Uruguay v Portugal. Dave's gone nil nil. Portugal to win on pens. Has he? Mm.
1: Uh, I, I, I've got a feeling. Uruguay will nick this. I'm going to say two one. Two one.
0: Well, I'm going to go with you on that because Uruguay and my boys who are tipped. Uh, to the of course, first effort, you, so. you did. You did tip them. So I'm going to have to go. With, and to be fair, they're not. They're the only team not to concede a goal yet.
1: That's true. So That's
0: I, true. I, I'm not saying I know what I'm talking about. It was I've literally just read a few articles about. Them because I don't know much about the South American teams anymore. Of them, when they them. obviously we know Suarez and stuff, but yeah. it was more more reading it, thinking they were a twenty-five to one app, I mean, I didn't put any money on it, like an idiot. But anyway, yeah, shocking. Um Next one, Dave's not put these in for the first, and I think that might be because we're probably going to have a show. But you can do predictions if you want, Ben. It's um, yeah, as well. it. Spain v Russia, mate. Ah, two 0 Spain. Yeah, I, I can't see Russia. I mean, Spain weren't the best in the last game, but I can't oh. see past anything. I'm going to go 3-0 to Spain. Dave, Dave's not done any predictions on that, so I'll we'll get his predictions. I'm sure when he edits, he'll throw his in. Um, I'll go first on this one. This one's Croatia v Denmark. Again, I was shot with Croatia the other day. Uh, I am still think they'll win, but I'm going to go 2-1 to Croatia.
1: Uh, I'll go... 2-0, Croatia. Croatia. Cool. Uh,
0: and now this one's going to be South American derby, Brazil v Mexico.
1: <laughs> I think Brazil will have too much for him. I think it'll be 2-0 as well. All right. I mean, I know obviously, yeah, I, I, I know obviously what I said about
0: I'm peaking, but as you know, my haters for Neymar is growing by the yes, game. of course. So we've got to factor that in. Yeah, so we've got to get... So I'm going 2-1 Mexico. Little P, Chiquirito scoring in the 93rd minute. As Neymar is um, doing a Rabona in the corner, and gets the ball taken off him and they just run up the field and get the winner. Everyone's happy <laughs> in in an ideal world. Um, but yeah, that's it for the predictions because get Dave to throw his in before uh, the first, which I think the first is... Sunday. Sunday, so obviously... We'll have a podcast on either Sunday or Saturday. So, I mean, obviously, there'll be more games to go, the England game and that, but we'll just do them as we go in. I think we're going to space out the episodes now anyway. Um, cool. No, good stuff. Right, everyone, so I think that's the end of the uh, show today. Dave's hopefully going to be back on on Sunday, uh, maybe Saturday, but I know we're going to start spreading the episodes out a bit more as, obviously, the games become a bit wider, and hopefully, you know, England go a bit further. But even if they get knocked out which judging after tonight's performance could be quite soon, then we will carry on with it anyway, all the way to the end. And then hopefully we've, we've discussed this and I know with yourself as well, but we've got to try and do a bit of a premiership one, I think, and just a weekly or a weekly one based on the footy. Yeah, just keep it, it'd be good, something different as well. So yeah, cool. yeah good stuff. So thanks Ben again. Um, you know, we've been great, mate. Uh, this is the chat footy, Podcast and then he said gossip again, that's the other podcast. Have you got any plugs for us, Ben, before we go?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh we we recorded our latest grassroots coachcast last night so that should be going up tomorrow, hopefully. So uh if we've got a Twitter page at coach Coachcast and uh if you wanna email us we're at grassroots coachcast at gmail dot com. So drop us a line and uh enjoy what you're hearing, that should
0: be up tomorrow. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I've obviously got some shameless plugs. One of them is my new vlogging page, which is on YouTube, which is cpod78vlogs. And at the moment, I've just got a New York vlog up there because I went there a few weeks ago and what else? Uh, one from Spain last year, but I've got quite a good following already, which is quite good. And that all leads on to the game streaming stuff I do as well, which is cpod78 on Twitter. So, yeah, get in touch if you're you know, into gaming or any gaming news. And I have my contextual podcast. Which I'm hoping to get back on again. I'm back on the road next week. I've had a few weeks off because I've been let down by guests not turning up. And I don't like doing that because I, I'm consistent. I've done 48 episodes, Ben. So I'm like really on the tip of 50. And I really need to um, crack it on because it's peeing me off that people just let me down. So yeah. that'll be cracking on. And then obviously, myself and Dave's Comics Emotion podcast is doing really well. We've, we've got the Facebook page up and running now. We've already got loads of people liking the page we're just trying to convert them into listeners now which is great so we've got a few polls up what we need for next week so if you want to follow that uh twitter account it's at comics in Motion p and myself and dave police that so just get in touch guys awesome so, cool thanks ben so ben i'm gonna not put you on the spot again but you can lead us out mate thanks for tonight and i hand you over to you
1: yeah, cheers, Chris. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you've enjoyed it, and uh, we'll catch up on the next podcast in a few days where hopefully we'll all feel a little bit more positive about England. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.
1: Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S. Back in the U.S.